0: Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode sixty: What not to do if you have diastasis recti. So, so many times when I am on the internet, I will be scrolling and I will see this really cute gal, and she has this um, the matching top and the matching bottom. She's very fit, and she's like, okay. I'm going to tell you how I healed my diastasis. And she proceeds to lay on the ground and tells you that you have to engage your transverse abdominis because that is going to be the thing that helps you heal your diastasis. And then she'll tell you, that's how I did it, and I can help you do it too. And she proceeds to show you how to tighten that muscle and then do some exercise on the floor. And so many times that is very believable by so many women. But I will say that while that feels very hopeful and that that's the answer that you have been looking for, I have been on the other end of that where women are coming in to see me and they now have a tight pelvic floor or they now have pain with intimacy that they didn't have before. Or now their abdomen, their tummy hurts anytime that they do core exercises. And the list goes on and on. Or it might even be well, if anything, like my back hurts worse and I'm really frustrated because I don't know how to do it. There's so many reasons that end up coming up with trying to engage that tummy muscle or buying a program from a fitness, uh, from a gal who does fitness online and because she healed her diastasis too and she wants to help you do it. Now, the first thing I will say is that I am not frustrated with anyone that is sharing that particular message, but what I am frustrated about is that the research that's currently out there says a different story. And oftentimes, if we keep doing the same thing over and over without really asking questions or wondering, well, how does this hold up? How does this hold up over time? And does this method of squeezing those muscles, the, those transverse abdominus muscles, or sometimes they'll teach it with it's the transverse muscle in your pelvic floor, squeeze it together, and then go ahead and do a kegel or go ahead and do whatever rep. I'm sorry. So I, I just think that there is a better way. and there's, I should even say, it's not just what I think it's what the research shows. So that, that is this episode, what not to do. If you have diastasis, I would not squeeze or engage or activate my tummy muscles or pelvic floor or both of them together before I did a core exercise. That's it. And then here's a bonus. (laughs) I would not do my core exercises with my back on the ground, laying on the ground. And I'll tell you why. So first, the reason that I don't think I well, I should say, I don't think the reason is point blank that we should not be tightening or engaging our abdominal muscles before we do a core or an abdominal exercise or an ab exercise, if that's how you like to call it. It's because that is not how the body works. And I know that this is so surprising, but there has been a lot of research where they have taken these patches or even needles to see and um, other devices to measure the electrical activity of the muscles. So when your muscle contracts and relax, it emits or there is electrical activity. And so there's so many different ways that you can measure that. And so what they have found Is that depending on the activity, sometimes our tummy muscles turn on first, sometimes they might turn on second or third or fourth or fifth, or sometimes they might turn on with other muscles. And so if you are in the process of saying, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, heal my diastasis and I'm going to squeeze all my muscles first. And typically it's presented to protect the body or to protect your gap is sometimes what they'll say. That's not entirely true either, <laughs> but what we know is, is that if your transverse muscle, the one that you're telling your body to tighten first, if it's not in real life, if it's not tightening first or third or what, if it, or I'm sorry, if it's not tightening first, then we really run into problems where you are overriding your system, your neuromuscular system, the one that tells all the muscles to turn on when they're supposed to turn on, if you're overriding that, you're now interfering with how your body is functioning, and that is a big reason that so many women will come to see me with all these extra complaints. Maybe realizing it came from this method of tightening their transverse muscle first. Sometimes maybe they don't, but oftentimes we—that's um, really the crux of it, where all their issues started. And it's one of those things where. If the body works one way, why would you want to go back and retrain it to do something else? Like, you know, the phrase, like, you know, why reinvent the wheel? We, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. The body already knows what it's doing. So that is the first reason or the first thing I would say. I, I would not do that. I would not engage my tummy muscles before a core exercise because you're now telling those muscles to turn on first. And that's not how the body works. And I'm not sure how much more specific or in depth I should go on that, but you're essentially telling your body to do one thing, but in reality, it's not how that works. And that's where that disconnect comes into play. And that's oftentimes why so many women with diastasis don't get better or don't make progress. And I'm not even talking about closing the gap. I'm just saying getting stronger is because you're now trying to change how your body works and it's it's not possible to make it work a different way in a, in a better way. Your system knows what it needs to do. And then the bonus tip I'm going to tell you is that doing core exercises on your back, especially if you have diastasis or really, I mean either way, I don't love them because it's training our abdominal muscles and our back to be in this very flattened position now while i'm not necessarily opposed to doing like a couple i wouldn't do all of them because the other caveat here is that we're 3d people living in this 3d world and if we're just on our back and moving our legs or um having our legs in the air or doing like a dead bug kind of a thing the, the issue that I see there is that we're not in a weight bearing position. We're just laying on our back. And this is something where the, if you're doing core exercises, more than likely you're a very fit individual and you're probably a mom or you, um, are running around and you have lots of things to do. You want your core and your abdominal muscles to be functioning at such a high level And then saying, okay, well, let's do them on the ground, it doesn't compute to me, right? So like if you think about an Olympian, I like to use that example. If they say, okay, well, I'm going to come and I'm going to do um, a geriatric exercise or a geriatric workout class, I'm just going to sit in the chair and do it. But in all reality, they have to go and perform at such a higher level. Well, their training is here, but their real life is here. And so I would suggest to you or offer to you a different way of thinking. If you are exercising down here, but you're a mother, you're a wife, you have a home to clean, maybe you have hobbies that require you to be physically active. We should change that where you're working out at a much higher level. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to equate that, that you need to go work out like an Olympian. I don't mean that at all. But what I mean is, is that your training has to match what your life looks like or be more, right? Like if you think about an Olympian, they have to go, I'm thinking of swimmers. They have to go swim their booties off for a very short period of time. And so they have to exert themselves quite a bit. Well, when in your day, right? Because so we wouldn't assume that an Olympian is just going to like, do a very generic, um, bike ride where he never sweats. No, that might be part of his training where he is pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. And maybe there's even resistance making the bike ride harder, pedaling, pedaling, because that's how he has to show up as an Olympian. And so if you think about as a mother, well, when the flip, are you on your back, needing your core to be strong, moving your legs in the air? Maybe when your kids are little, But I don't know about you. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I am running everywhere, chasing them down, grabbing one so I can change his bum, grabbing the other one because she went to go run into the street because she didn't hear me. Like I am running all the time. And so my level of workouts cannot be just laying on the ground and having my legs in the air or, or moving my arms like a dead bug. That is not going to cut it. I personally believe that our core exercises should be elevated. They should be harder. They should look like regular life. And so while I'm not asking you to give them up entirely, what I'm asking you to do is to elevate them. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, Polly, you just went on on this entire tangent about Olympians and I'm over here struggling with diastasis recti but I'm not supposed to be doing certain things. I would still argue that you, while you may not need to be competing like an, or I'm sorry, exercising like an Olympian right now at the end of you hearing this, what I would suggest to you is, well, that tummy most specific, those tummy muscles, they have to work when you're picking up the laundry. So when your work, like when your daily life, again, is harder than what you're training. So if you have diastasis and you're on the ground doing exercises, but you also went to Costco yesterday and bent over and picked up that big box of I I don't know, <laughs> toilet paper. I guess that's not that heavy, but like maybe that box full of like nine cans or maybe you picked up a you know a big cut of meat or something right? everything at costco is heavy right well you bending over picking that up moving it out of the um shopping cart onto the it's not the aisle what is that the the belt for them to check out that was much harder than the workout you did laying on the ground so what i would encourage you to do and i'll i'll give you a couple of options here is that to kind of take inventory. What are the activities that I'm doing during my day? Well, you really could mimic that movement, but maybe try it without the weight. Could you squat and simultaneously reach the ground? just like you might, if you're going to bend and pick up something out of the cart. And then when you go to stand back up, you're going to move it off to your right. So you're now doing like a rotation, like a twist. Okay. Do that and then do the same thing again. You're going to squat down like you're going to bend over and pick up something heavy out of your cart. And then as you go to stand up, you're going to rotate and put it on the belt so they can check out in the other direction. So you're doing the right and you're doing the left. Well, now you have several planes of motion. Now you're actually mimicking what life is like, because if you think about when you want to put something up overhead in the shelf and maybe it's heavy. Right now it's the holiday season. And so I'm noticing this like, man, I'm so thankful my core is strong because it's not hard for me to put, you know, that box back up in the shelf after I've decorated or to pull a heavy box down off a shelf. My core is strong enough that I'm able to do that. And while I myself have diastasis, I'm not worried about it because I've trained in such a way. That has allowed me to still show up with a strong core. And I'm not worried about diastasis because to be quite honest with you, laying on the ground is not going to get you three planes of functional core strength that needs to be present while you're living your life. Now we have talked about a lot of different things here and let me briefly summarize the things not to do if you have diastasis is you are not going to tighten your tummy muscles before you perform an activity or a core exercise. You're going to let your body do its job. The bonus tip I'll give you here is just breathe, breathe com- comfortably. You don't need to time it. You don't need to get all sorts of, what's the word, um, specific and accurate. Like, okay, well, when I go to squat down, I'm inhaling or ex- Don't worry about that. Just breathe comfortably. There's the bonus tip I'll give you. And then the second thing that you are going to not do when you have diastasis is to lay on the ground and do all of your core exercises. Try some in standing, try mimicking without weight, some of your daily activities. Think about when you bend down to put the diapers away in the bottom shelf, or when you're hauling in a bunch of items And then like putting them in different places, you can mimic these types of activities, you know, bending over and picking up, you know, a laundry basket that's full of clothes. How many times do you do that in a day or a week? These are the types of things that if we just lay on the ground, it's not going to equal each other. And as a wife and a mom myself, I think you deserve better. I think that we as women just kind of think that we should use the three pound weights to get stronger, when in reality, we're holding two or three kids at a time and walking through a store and simultaneously pushing a cart and probably holding a diaper bag on our back. We need to give ourselves a lot more oomph, a lot more credit for the efforts that we're putting in throughout the day. And with that, I would encourage you to grab the DR Myths Busted. Um, It's a free resource for you to give you some more tips on some things to avoid and some things to implement into your core and your abdominal exercise routine. And also stay tuned for the link on the presale of Diastasis Recti 101 the vital steps to overcoming mom, the mommy pooch, um, which is coming in pre-sale in the next few weeks. And I also would encourage you to join the No Kagels University sorority, where I go weekly talking about the pelvic floor core and I give you pelvic floor and core exercises each week. And with that, remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details and to see what else I'm up to follow me on the socials at beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review and share with a friend or two. See you next week.